This is Gianmarco Cerezi. This is a special episode. I mean, or non-special episode, depending on how you look at it. Russell's not not on this one. Uh, he is currently understudying Josh Gad in Gutenberg. He's not understudying the role of Josh Gad. He's understudying Josh Gad, uh, who's playing many roles in Gutenberg the musical. And um, don't worry, he's coming back. We, uh, next week, we're going to do an episode that's just me, Russell, and our wonderful producer, Paige Asachika. And uh, you'll you'll get your your extra dose of him to make up for a couple episodes without him. But this one's great. This is with uh, Girl God, which is comprised of April Clark and Grace Freud, fantastic comedians. And as a little bonus, um, after the theme song at the end, I did a quick phone interview. First, first, a breaking downside phone interview with a friend of mine who went to Burning Man. So I got to talk to him uh, while he was in Burning Man. And uh, yeah, I figured it would be a fun little fun little thing to hear what's going on. Maybe I'll have him on to really talk me through all the downsides of Burning Man. Though it's tough. All these Burning Man people, they're, they're fucking, they think everything's good because their brains have been fried from shrooms. Um, so check it out after the theme song. Tell your friends. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside, and enjoy the downside. Welcome to The Downside. My name is Jamarcus Horezi. My co-host, Russell Daniels. He's dead. He's dead. dead. Obesity is a real problem in America. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) No, I should know. I can say that. I hope you're watching this on YouTube as opposed to just listening. She's not not saying anything. What? He was killed by a fat guy. He was killed by a really, really, really fat guy. Much fatter than Russell. (laughs) <laughs> Russell is uh, he, 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 You've seen it online he's, he's understudying Josh Gad's role In Gutenberg the musical Oh my god that's Broadway. I saw an ad for that for the first time this morning We're gonna, we're gonna kill Josh Gad We're gonna kill Josh yes, Gad This yes. is the podcast yes. where we find out Our plan to kill Well we discover it, we yes. plan it We figure out how we're gonna do it Personally I think a gun is a good idea I uh, Sure, there's a lot of things to trace with that. I feel like I know we do. I'm good with going to jail. I'm really? going through a divorce. I've had a rough You're fine year. With that? You're I'll, okay with that? You I go mean, to jail? No, I guess we have. We have. It would so be many fitting. You go. You you go to the courthouse for the crime, and then you're like, "Hey, you want to do the divorce proceedings too?" While you're hey, here. Hey, hey. So my co-host today, I would just plead obese. Is you're what I would do, do, you know. Your, your honor, I, I can't even make it to the bench. Please. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, my co-host today. Then, you you've listened to her episode of the Downside. Please welcome Grace Freud. Oh, everybody! Member of Girl God, a I writer gotta, for. I gotta get in the pose that Russell does all the time. That's Russell's pose. <laughs> well, when I see little clips, I yeah. sometimes I worry about this couch. I think it's too comfortable because sometimes when he's not like into yes, it, when the guest yeah. is a little slow, he's just like this. Um, uh, well, no, that's that's, oh. that's good podcasting. I think that's good. It's good to not give a f- shit. Yeah, it's good mm-hmm. to not give. People like slop. Yeah, fans want sure. the slop. They like when you phone it yum, in. Yum yum. Well, that's the thing. You become a fan of a podcast. Like, I'm, I'm a Je- Jesselnick podcast fan. Yeah. So I will listen to him be lazy. Right. I'll listen yes. to him just be like, so. Right. Apathy to you is right. a spice almost. Yeah. Well, it feels like a friendship. Yeah. It's, wow, right. they give such a little shit about me. They must really. They're so vulnerable. Yeah. Yes. It's real. Yes. Yes. You and know? our guest today, the other member of Girl God. I thought I was guest co-host. No, oh, the- forgive me. I said the other guest. You're right. The only guest today. 
The only <laughs> thing back. different about today's episode yes. is our guest, April Clark. Welcome it's, to the downside. Thank you. Thank you. It's huge for Grace to be the co-host. I this cannot state how excited she is April to be the co-host. April on our podcast does not let me be the co-host. I'm listed in the credits of every episode as, as primary guest. Yes. Oh. Or secondary guest if well, we have another guest. Yeah. Well, listen, it's a complicated it's complicated. Doing a podcast is hard. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. And yes. I, can't, I can't always be in control of who gets credited in what way. I'm talking to my mm-hmm. people. You know, you said you didn't want to be listed as the dog. So that didn't mm-hmm. happen. So and it's a union thing. This you know? is just what it is. I didn't know this, but there's dozens of different po- There's podcasts, hosting union, podcast, guesting union, pro- podcast, bad guests union. Can you imagine a podcaster strike? how weak that union would be. Honey, they don't do any work as is. Just playing around. You know, as a podcaster (laughs) and as a believer in labor, all I have to say is I think you're right. I think you're correct. This is the downside. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. Just because I'm co-host this Oh, I time. thought that was going to be the rest oh of the God. hour. No, please, what? Oh, just that song? Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> that would make this podcast so much easier. Oh. Once I got into the music, I could just let it go. Because I'm trans and I'm co-host, could we maybe do a new rendition of that that's like more hyper-pop feeling? Like, sure, I got the second button right here. Okay, uh, great, yeah. What, like, what, what kind of mu- music? Is that a, a trans music thing? Like, poppy? So... <laughs> Gina Marco, Grace I is just opened like a it. can of worms. Yeah, I think that, she like, should have known better. You know, I'm imagining a, ver- a known world better. where you get really into hyper pop, Gina Marco, and I think it ends with you losing everything you love. <laughs> is it anime esque? Because like I grew up on anime, and I feel like that feels like pot. Like uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and be say. Careful. I'm gonna go ahead and say it can be. It yeah. can be anime-esque. It can be reminiscent of some anime soundtracks, like Coolie sure. Cooly or... Well, I'd love it. Coolie I'd Coolie. love it. I'll ask my co-host. I mean, well, my, my, my music... What did you growing maker. up, anime-wise? Oh, I was a big... Oh, the, here's the problem. Can I just say, like, my, yeah. my fan base... <laughs> Tell like, me whatever My fan base is, like, can be, like, theater kid, Jewish... Uh, you, got a lot, uh, you got a lot of kids. That's a child of divorce, but but it's no cool one. The Jews are allowed to do theater now. True. Yes, yes. We just used to be able to produce no. it, but <laughs> but I have no fans that like anime the way that I did growing up. So oh, when I talk about okay. anime or wrestling, uh-huh. I I can feel them go, "What the fuck?" So to answer your question, I was a Dragon Ball kid, but like before it was. Like, I got mm-hmm. bootlegs from Japan, mm-hmm. and I would okay. watch it in Japanese, and I would count down how many times okay. they cursed, because it was so much dirtier than American. They showed titties. Yes. And I remember, like, the being a kid, and I would- Ball is an incredibly horny show. I mean, there's all the stuff with Balma, where, where mm. Master Rishi, I think his name is, he just tries to look at her pussy, yep. and then when he does, his nose shoots out with blood. Uh-huh. And that's uh-huh. what I thought sex was as a uh-huh. child. That doesn't happen to you? Uh, it's just a little drill. You know, when you get older, it doesn't shoot out anymore. It's oh, just a little dribble. Oh, that, wow. That's what they exaggerated was that he still I has see. that shooting power at that age. Uh-huh. And part of the reason that Goku's so good at martial arts, they seem to joke about, is he doesn't want to fuck. Like, he's not interested in fucking. Like they say about Chi-Chi, yeah. his wife Chi-Chi, they go, you've never kissed Chi-Chi? And he's like, no. 
And so I think Chi-Chi's, Chi-Chi's uh, in the closet, or she's just undercover. Oh, it's like a beard or in Balma. situation. I mean, well, Balma's he's stunning. very obviously... I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Have you ever See if seen you can pre- how like long you can participate? Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball? No, never in my life. How long can you well, participate you're... in a dragon? It's like when someone talks to me about baseball and I have to pretend to participate. See if no. you can participate. I'm, in, in... I'm trying, yeah. I think... <laughs> I, think I, got th- I think I got it. Well, I guess, you know, I'm sorry. We were going to have a fun extra day in New York, but we're going to spend what the about What about Hoku and his fucking... Hey! Yeah. What about that? Hoku's got bitches. There we That's go. a TV show. I wish we weren't on strike right now. I uh, so before we before we talk about you, April. Another thing I like doing this podcast is obviously sure, have sure. Tova's clients on and then have them learn more about their manager than any client oh, should. Oh, please, that's good. I uh, so last night um, we first of all we we did a little edible. We do so that's our that's our night out. Oh wow! And and we were running okay. out, and so she said, okay. "Here's this edible. It says ten. Uh-huh. Let's break it in half, five each." Okay. And she this more I we ended up being very high. And this morning she was like, oh, I misread the bag. I think it was, I think we each had like 40 milligrams. Oh, oh no. And then, so that's oh. fine. That's fine. It was, a, it was a good night, but. Sure, yeah, but. She's working on her sleep hygiene because she has night terrors. Mm. I said, we really need to talk about sleep hygiene. So she yeah. did the research. What do you do that makes her so scared? Yeah. You, How do you I talk stand to over her? the bed. I say, fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Fall okay. asleep. Okay. Not enough. Maybe if she, you showed her some goddamn respect, she wouldn't have these nightmares. So at midnight, she's put the phone Great away, show. which is new. Yeah. <laughs> she's put the phone away. We're very yeah. high. She's put the phone away. She's reading her book. And she says, oh, so one of the things with sleep studies is like to try to have no anxiety or, or high anxiety questions right before you go to bed. Okay. Which is something we both do. Uh-huh. And I'm now stoned off my mind. Sure. And so the reason this comes up, I say to her, I say, do you think I have dementia? And she goes, oh, wow. actually, fun thing. You my asked sleep me that study. 10 minutes ago, Jan Mark. And, exactly. But she tells me this <laughs> after midnight when I'm stoned out of my mind. It says, oh, a new rule. You can't ask that question now. Mm. And oh, I go, okay. okay, well, it's a pretty vital question to this moment. Because if I do, I should do something about it right now. Mm. And she says, no, no questions. No questions like that. And I go, okay, but do you hate me? And she goes, we can't do any. So I, now I have no answers. I'm high off my mind. Wow. And she's going to sleep peacefully. And I think that if that's a new rule in a relationship, I need a runway. Sure. I need a runway. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Only medical questions tonight. And then right. tomorrow... Right. Best brain, only heart. Right. Maybe we can use our position as clients of Tova to ask those questions. We can be like, hey, just professionally speaking, do you hate Gian Marco? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not you have to tell me I'm your client. As, it's your fiduciary yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Right. 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 As a manager, how do you feel? Yeah, as a yeah. manager, do you think Gian Marco is kind of like a gay little sissy boy. Like, what What do you think, Tova? And just to be clear, Grace isn't saying that Grace thinks that. No. Grace I'm is just... saying things that I could ostensibly. Right. 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 Do yeah. you, in terms of Tova's availability, because I think it's just a tough job being yeah. a manager. Because, of course. Because different clients, they, I think because I, Day Tova, uh-huh. I think I'm an okay client. I'm still neurotic and needy, but because I've been so close yeah. to like what it is of yeah. Saturday night, you're at a celebratory wedding and a mm. client 
there's no fruit in the green room. Like, I know what it's yeah. like to deal with it. Yeah. Yes. But at the same time, I'm still... It's so hard, especially because when you're on tour on the weekends, you're like, well, I know it's Saturday, but that's but when that's the, the job is. Yeah. That's, the job. that's when the job is. I'm at work, too, right now. It is. I, you know. I, I have a lot of empathy for Tova because, one, I think she's the best manager ever. Yes. And, two, um, I think we're I think we're pretty reasonable. Like, we, we don't make, like, we would never be mad about, like, something in the green room or whatever uh, at a weird time. But, like, I'm... I just don't have, I don't have like professional brain like some people do. So like when I send an email sometimes, I'll think it's like not rude or whatever. But then Tova will have call me and be like, you can't, you can't send that email. Sure. And so it's like, I'm not trying to be a nuisance. And I, but so I do get, cause it's like Tova knows everything like so inside and out. And sometimes I just like, it's like I'm just I, there's a core part of my essence and being that's like Tommy boy esque, and I sure. just can't get out of that. Mm. So I do really appreciate her dealing. I with think that. one of the reasons she's so good at that though is because she came from the Chabad community. Mm. She's like knows existing within such a strict framework of rules mm -hmm. and then leaving that but understanding like what those customs are that I feel like she has a deep understanding of like she can understand what the customs and the rules and the levels and the who you have to kiss the ring of in this moment and mm -hmm. when you're in a place where you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now in the terms of the two of you, right. who is, who's more business minded? Are you more business minded? I would say I'm, I'm, I'm better at um, eating shit. And uh -huh. keeping my head down, uh -huh. or, or uh, pain uh, sponge, turning the turning turning the other cheek, not saying anything. Yes, you know. I, I think but is that also sometimes I think when I was younger. Yeah. Because for listeners, you're 14. Yes. And Almost. being younger, as you get older, there's moments where you go, you know right. what? 14 is going to be. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put right. up with that. I am. I'm right. going to die one day. Right. And I'm going to be a little right. shitty right now. Right. No, I. I'm like I'm. I'm uh, I'm learning and growing every day, you know, and uh, I I admire very much Grace's ability to often be so forward with her feelings and emotions. I have a more difficult time sharing what I'm feeling when I'm angry or or whatever. Um, I I don't know. But I think there's I a lot to be said for April, keeping your cards close to your chest. I admire that a lot because I think that like you're all you've always got like the big game in front of you and I can if I talk through something with you, you really know you are empathetic to what I'm feeling but also see what we're trying to do big picture wise and I think I have a real problem with something when it's just when it's to me right unfair right and, and, but that is like kind of childish or like it's like sure i have a really hard time when something is so like blatantly like to me like a not fair thing and it's not about like being like oh we need this at the or it's like hey man you're the promoter promote it you know sure, like sure and, and something that i really get frustrated about which is i think like a hard concept to understand if you're not in a in my very particular set of shoes is I really hate when people are like, Oh, um, Oh, we're so happy to work with queer art artists or whatever and remote queer, whatever comedy or whatever, which to me is like, 
I don't need someone to say that yeah. to me. Like, but if they're going to say that and feel good about themselves sure, about that, sure. then put in a little effort, you know? <laughs> don't just sure. like Tova and our other manager, Aubrey, really rock and really they don't talk like that and by that i mean bullshitty mm-hmm. but they really walk the walk and they do so much for us and it really sucks when you're working with someone professionally and you can't even send like because the expectation is to not send an email being like hey you said that you wanted to promote trans artists or whatever and you can't even get the venue to post about the sure show, sure you know? and that's the expectation and i get that that's the expectation but in my head i'm like i can't I can't just say this. Like yeah, yeah. I gotta just let it be. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm viewed as a problem. Come I don't know. I on, think with the, I I feel so uh, beaten down at this moment in my really? life that I. Well, I mean, with this you're kind so, of <laughs> no. With, if I was hard with you're a younger person, I'm like you're killing. No, it. no, no. I mean, with this thing in particular, I think I I. I, rather than be let down when people don't do what they're, I think yeah. at a baseline, I I just assume everyone's, you know, yes, you know, not saying anything meaningful or not saying the truth. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's right. full of I shit all the time. But touring, I think touring because you guys have been touring intensely. Yes, yes. and like I, I say, I I feel like I know more about just the way the world works from touring. Like yeah. I know yeah. sometimes. When I'm at a comedy club, sometimes it just means they have a box for me, right? Yes. And everything else is on right. my fucking shoulders. Yeah. yeah, and and just a degree of like, if if I go to Kansas City and sales are low, sometimes they can help, and sometimes it's like, right. well, I I got to figure it out, or I'm just yeah. I'm flying for six people, and if, that's just what it they, is. And if they help, I feel like I I am positively surprised rather than let down when they don't help and i think that's I'm a good living. i think that's a really good perspective to well, have no it, it just means i don't have any standards for myself i don't have it well it, to me it's i don't know it's like Jesus Christ. Uh, a standard that i have about the profession and more like why did you say you wanted to do this and this and that in a meeting mm. and then and then just not do it you know like it's like we're trying to explain to Grace the concept of of lying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. She, she can't. So. She can't quite wrap her head around yeah. that. I'm just really trying to grok. You're like from that Ricky Gervais movie where no one knows how to lie. And somehow yeah. it's yes. the reverse it's of that movie. One me. person yes. who doesn't yeah. understand the concept yes. of lying exactly. in the real world. Exactly. Um, well, let me just say for for those because uh, I'm sure we have some some new listeners just for our guests today. This is the downside. This is a place where, as you can see people can feel safe to complain uh, uh bitch uh kvetch and uh we, we can be honest about the way we're actually feeling um if you're a fan join the patreon patreon.com slash downside for bonus episodes live episodes my comedy special the rats are in me uh it's just to support the podcast patreon.com slash downside and on september 11th we're doing a live episode it could be the worst thing to ever happen in new york city on September 11th, it is with uh, Ari Hershkowitz, who you may know them from the documentary One of Us about leaving the Hasidic community in New York. So uh, take a link to that. Uh, September 11th at Sesh Comedy Club, Ari Hershkowitz. It's going to be a good time. And just hey. to just to really, I, I really should say for a full intro for you, uh, April, a comedian, member of, of Girl God, writer on many TV shows. Not a me. Wonderful Twitter presence. And 
Funniest and woman alive. If you recall from Grace's episode, uh, a co-author along with Grace of the last two Dave Chappelle specials. Yes. That's true. Yes. And what an honor to have you. We've actually got six in the bank. We're pretty yeah. proud. We've been working our asses off up to the strike to, to get all those specials written. So I right for the strike. You should do a Photoshop of like Chappelle on stage and you two in the wings just like looking at the Oh, movie. that's good. Ooh, yeah, See, yeah, that's yeah, interesting yeah. you say Photoshop because we have so many photos of us <laughs> right. doing just that. You know, well, we could shop through them, kind of look for the right yes, ones. Yes, we know. could definitely shop through the photos yes. to find the best one. Yes. So, April, I've, I did some research. Yes. And I do think it's fitting that you're wearing a next shirt oh yes which uh uh i don't know if like everyone would knows it or like i just i just used to like steve jobs so much mm-hmm. i remember being at the age where i was like he's a genius what and did now, you like what did you like about him uh i think uh, as as a narcissist i sometimes admire unvarnished egos that that really that will are willing to abandon their daughter for a greater good <laughs> Yeah. There's something no because inside of me I yeah. I would never. I would never. And I don't even know it was because of the daughter or just societal pressures of being known as the guy who abandoned the daughter. I don't know. Oh, I can't one, tell what's morality and what's Name one cool thing Steve Jobs did. That logo to begin with. It's a cool logo pretty, and it cost a, him like 8,000 $800,000. It's a pretty sick logo, you got to admit. I guess it's a pretty cool logo. It's pretty cool. The Zune was better. You can play more games on Mac or on PC. It's I a Next a logo for those listening. It's it's, it's a, a Next. It's a Next logo. It was his failed company after getting fired from Apple. Yes. Is that correct? And then he went back to Apple and just kind of gave up on Next. I think. But I don't he, know if it failed. But he he was useful. I'm not people. Yeah, that like, guy. Like Elon that Musk. guy invented the iPhone. And do you know how much porn you can look at on there? Oh. Well, eventually the government shuts iTunes, your phone down, though. What? Eventually the government shuts your phone down, though. Well, for the kind that it. you look at. Well, yeah, there's yes. a limit you can reach at it. Steve, he famously they don't let not... them draw dogs doing whatever anymore. <laughs> Did you know that? Biden changed the law. Because <laughs> he has dogs. Yes. Yeah. I was like, you know, yeah. we got to respect dogs. He heard yeah. what they're doing. You watch, you watch one beautiful 3D animated video of the president of the United States sucking off his hound, and you're, you can't use your phone no more. I love that they have a problem. Biden's dogs keep biting people. Yes, and, they, they they, they, and then Republic, Republicans leak leak that as if that's somehow that's going to really sway someone. Like, oh, right. an, an unruly dog on top of on top of everything we else. To, we need to get that dog out of the White House. Well, what if for Thanksgiving he pardoned the turkey, but said, and in in lieu of the turkey, I'm going to put down my dog. Oh wow! I don't remember the names of the dogs. The dog, it's like Sergeant and Sergeant an and Army Champ or something or Army. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And it's... one of the dogs got removed from the White House for biting too much, and they were like, "Well, that was the dog that was biting." But uh, like a week ago, I read an article that was like, "Oh, the other dog bites people all the time too." <laughs> They've just like kept it more of a secret. But the dog that's still oh up. Oh my god! Maybe maybe Joe people. likes to take care of you know d- Joe likes wild dogs. He likes his his son. Mm. He likes chaotic entities that he has that's to like true. go in and give a hug and say hey, it's okay. I honest to God, I'm looking up the names of the dogs. Thank God, I was like, oh, wow, April's already moved if one, on. If the other one is named Navy, you're gonna be so embarrassed, April. Uh, okay. Oh wow, there's a lot of articles about the dog biting. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even really know about this. Okay, the dogs' names are Commander and Major. 
Uh, like, God, they sound like war criminals. <laughs> yeah, they up with crimes in yes, Afghanistan. Yes, they're probably at the Hague right now. They yes. left the White House. That's why they keep biting. The they're so used yes. to just biting. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, my original these are point. these are my dogs, Gitmo and Abu Ghraib. <laughs> Abu Ghraib. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Same with Elon Musk. I'm not saying they invent these, and I hate Elon Musk. They're clearly good. At something, yes, and it's like yeah. uh, being well, being the overseer and somehow okay. mingling with the politician and the ba ba ba. They play a role in the thing. Jobs more than so. I here's the, I I feel like Steve Jobs was like do invented the kind yes. of archetype that Elon is trying yes. to be. One hundred percent. The sole genius who's at the head of the company making all the decisions yeah. and like he's the guy on stage yeah. being like. Yeah, I made a phone, and, and he's and weird, and but he's really theatrically cool. interesting. Yeah, like you still want to watch the Elon show. Elon Musk is like trying so hard to be what yeah. Steve Jobs was. I he, think he wants Elon Musk wants one iPhone moment in his life. Yeah, and he just cannot get it. Steve didn't come from money, right? I don't think so. Because I think I think as someone who came from well, like I don't know, upper I don't know middle class, sure. I think wealthy people they always they want. They think they can achieve the cool of someone who came up from the bottom. And it's like, you'll yeah. never have right. that connection to humanity right. ever. Right. You'll never have it. You will right. die, and you will never have that moment. Uh-huh. And if you start rich, at least take comfort that you got to be rich the whole fucking yeah. time. But that's I've, the thing yeah. that they, they, they crave. Elon's like, I just want to be cool. And it's like, you can't be. You literally can't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think part of it, too, is uh, it's the half measure of like, and I mean, there's a billion half measure guys like mm-hmm. this who want to be viewed as inventors and literally like don't like have a bachelor's degree, kind of, you know, that right. they probably phoned in. Like, well, that's the they fantasy. Don't is know any like, of the you science. You don't even need that. You're a secret genius. Yes, yeah. Guy, you know, and you come with these big. You're like, well, what if the phone? could uh, take you to Mexico by plane. And you're like, and people are like, wow, wow. wow. What great, if we'll, we, we'll have a million people figure out how to. What, yes. what if we made a truck that killed kids automatically? Yes. <laughs> what if we made a truck yes. that ran on blood? Well, I was just in San Francisco, and they have these uh, driverless cars there now. Mm-hmm. Every They're once everywhere. in a while, they hit a dog, They're they everywhere. hit a person, and yeah. people go, we need to get rid of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. You know what? Uh, it's better than women driving. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. That's you exactly know? what I was going to say. San Francisco is a safer city than L.A. because, you know, in L.A., it's there's a lot of women drivers. San Francisco, I, self-driving car. It's. I just wish that because currently the self-driving cars are genderless. And I don't know if I'm comfortable Could with a non Whenever it hits a dog or something, they should yeah. go, sorry, we, that was one of yeah, the, the women. Could we make them a man? Cars. No, I think, yeah, it'd be great if, the, if, I think if they made the autonomous cars more masculine. I'd like to make them a man and, y- you know, the kind of man that's good at driving. Yeah, because then what, and also then when. Well, what's a, a man who's bad at driving? What's a name where you're like, <laughs> man, but still no good? I'm not going to elaborate on what kind of men are worse. <laughs> you hear from well, I want to, No, because if it's if the autonomous car is male too, then when it hits a dog, it's like, sorry, that man was trying to get to work. Like you should not have been there. That dog was in the you way know? of capitalism. Yeah. That dog probably bit a bunch of people in the White House. Mm-hmm. That man was just trying. That male car was just trying to feed. You want to get you want to get Republicans family. on board with autonomous cars? Have them hit 
commander or major. That's what we're talking. About. I well, want to name a dog. I want to name a dog Army. That's such yeah. a good name for a dog. <laughs> that is a really good name for my a dog. Names, my names that I have for dogs and cats. So Army, obviously, I just came up with. I love that. And then for, I really think it'd be cute to name a dog or a cat. Hello. I think that's oh, really that's good. Do you, think, do you think Army officials sometimes go, hey, I'm a major. Can you not name your dog? Probably. No one names their dog cardiologist. I should. That's a good one. That's a really good name. Yeah? Yeah, I like cardiologist for a dog. My well, you last... need him to come fast. You can just go cardio. But Yeah, that's good. That's good. Hey. My last name, and this is for a cat. I want to name a cat this. I want its name to be Tom and Jerry. Three, uh, three words. That's the, the singular name for the one cat. I like that a lot. I think that'd be a really cute name for a cat. Tom and Jerry. Just but then every time you call it and people go, "What? where's the other one? You go, oh, no. No, it's, it's oh, just, that's funny. It's just the one. That's, yes. I like that. I don't think I've ever heard of a name that is t- t- two Tom names and, with an and in between. Tom and Jerry. I think that'd be good. I want to name, uh, speaking of cartoons, I want, I would name a cat Jimmy Neutron. That which doesn't that's not a smart one. I just like the name. I think it really rolls off the dog. You're a fan of the show. I love Jimmy Neutron. What do you like about Jimmy Neutron? Um, he's got a that head is I think the only representation of how big my head is in in media. Your head's not really? that big. I have, have a big very head. big head. You don't not, have a big head. I have a Neutron. big body, but then you go head shopping with me and you realize that that <laughs> oh. is even bigger than the rest. I see. I see. So the reason I brought up uh, Steve Jobs. Yes. I feel like you also wear that shirt because you skipped high school. You're sort of a genius. Well... And in a way, by associating yourself with Steve Jobs, you are, even in an ironic way, saying, I am also a genius. Wow. So I Yes or no? Do, does does April lean fuck. into in little ways the oh, fuck. I'm just I know re- I'm a young I'm genius. just realizing well, my best friend is a total piece of shit. Well Do you lean into it? I'll tell you what, when I bought this shirt, I didn't know what it was. So No way. I didn't know. When I bought the shirt, Where I did you buy a next shirt? I found it in a thrift store. I found it at a thrift store for like five dollars. Like you wore a lot of Einstein shirts and no, oh my god, and just like yeah, little actually, boy oh like what's that? Wasn't there a movie? Pretty much boy? the rest of her uh, wardrobe is Einstein doing fun stuff like yeah. fuck is out, <laughs> or he's like giving a middle finger. Yeah, yeah. yeah I pretty much the rest I of I pretty much wear exclusively that you know to show that I'm a genius, but I also like to play around a little bit. One is him, you know? like, hanging out with um, some gangsters. And One is him with Ghislaine. Yeah. Uh, you know. One is him um, getting sucked off, like, in that picture of Zach Galifianakis getting sucked off at the end of The Hangover, except uh-huh. it's in his face over Zach Galifianakis' face. And that's my favorite one because it, it's, I, 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 you can see some of his penis. Right, right. I see you going through every thrift store in America. Like, do you have Einstein shirts here? Do you guys sell Einstein shirts here? Hey, do you guys sell Einstein shirts here? Do you have any Einstein shirts where he's, like, doing something fun or, like, hanging out or, like, having a good time? Like, once a portrait. No, no, that's no good. No, no. Do you have any where he's, like, doing something funny or goofy? The Holy Grail is just one of him smoking a joint somewhere. In the community. a big fatty joint. And it goes equals MC. In the community. What was I talking about? Yeah, that's right. In the community, that is, you know, referred to as the Holy Grail. It's the one we're all kind of looking for. There's rumored to be one somewhere in America. That exactly. It was owned by Oppenheimer at some point. Yes. (laughs) 
fit him. He was too tall. Oppenheimer wearing an Einstein shirt is really funny to me. Imagine him running into Einstein and be like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Did they have I'm wearing like, the shirt of you smoking a joint? Did they have like Einstein merch when my girlfriend when she was in Italy said Almost every tourist shop had two sh- of the same shirts. Wow. One yeah. Heath Ledger Joker Heath and one Ledger Einstein. Heath Joker and Where Einstein. Was this? In Italy. I love the idea. Like, it's like Einstein being. In Italy, they think it's the same guy. And she didn't see anybody with the Heath of the Joker shirt, but she saw multiple guys wearing that Einstein shirt. Oh, my God. I think it's so funny because it's the Einstein. It's, it's making him sexy. And it's like he was yeah. not. He, there was, he was not sexy. But the idea, well, like, he's so he smart, cousin, let's make him kind of sexy. He was it. into his cousins. Wow. They didn't talk about that. Enough. And they if were Oppenheimer had a scene where Oppenheimer was like, hey, that is it really your cousin? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. And he's like, he's like, let's focus on the bomb. We got bigger things to worry about than that, me. That, uh, Oppenheimer, focus on the real bomb. Don't drop bombs in my life. Robert, I think that's when I why. come in my cousin. That's why it some of those scientists. destroy were, the world. <laughs> that's probably why some of those scientists were so weird because. There was no time to address. You're like, well, we're talking about an atomic bomb. We yeah. don't have time to talk about the weird fucking cousin thing over here. Or the fact that Oppenheimer slept with half of our wives. Oppenheimer, I'm, I'm worried. When I come in my cousin, I will start a chain reaction yeah. that will ruin my son. <laughs> Oppenheimer, I'm worried that when I come in my cousin, it could create a million billion atoms that result in my son not being very good at math. <laughs> I'm trying to have an inbred child. Yeah, and I think that could happen for you. Do 23 and me to like find your, your yeah, candidates? Yeah, I want an inbred child because I feel like people who are really inbred are always beating me at pool, and I'd like to have a yeah, son who's really true. good. If you're inbred, you have, I can only conclude you have kind of a genetic advantage at, at pool, at playing pool. Yeah, guys who only know how to speak like two to three words are so good. They're at so people. good. <laughs> They're guys, guys who are like, how do you see? Your eyes are wrong. Yeah, you're like, They're mm-hmm. so yeah. Are you sniffing? I can't the balls? tell I can't tell are if you you're breathing where the balls right are now. through smell. You're yeah. sniffing around. Okay, because because society has become less inbred in general, if it just happened once, is that is the next generation gonna be super fucked or does it have to happen a lot? Like, you know what I mean? Like, have we separated so much that once in a while we might be okay? No, we might have to do it a few Mm. times. Yeah. Like, with Jews, you know, with with Jewish communities, they test for, I'm sure you know the word because you're smart. No. Oh, fuck, I forgot what it is. What? Is Is it Huntington's? I don't know. There's there's some very specific uh, disease that you test for, and if you both have this gene, you're like, well, you two can't fuck. Oh, really? It's got to be stressful in high school. It's like, hey, I saw you two flirting. You can't. Yeah. You can't. It's called, it starts with an L. Uh, Russell would not know it if Russell Loser syndrome. Got him. Damn. So when did you start realizing, or when did your parents start realizing that you were unusually intelligent? Well. Just give a real fucking answer for once. (laughs) I heard that well, and I said, here it comes. Here's the formulating. Oh man! Toby, gets, Toby goes, "You're doing bit eyes," and I go, "Fuck, damn it!" Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> I don't think Isaac. Here's the here's the thing. Here's my real answer. Here's here's the thing. I have a bad feeling, but no, I'm being serious. I'm going to give a real answer. Here's the thing. Why do you keep winking at me? When you're <laughs> when you're a a kid, I I think that most of being smart 
is just being a huge pushover who follows all the rules. Okay. And, you know, I was good enough at doing school or whatever, but that I that was complimented by my ability to n- never do anything wrong. And then everyone thinks, oh, you're such a good student. You're so smart. You you must be smart to be a good student. I wasn't smart. I was just lame. I know smart, hell. lame people who didn't skip all of high school. Well, that's also, okay. I mean, I think I just got kind of lucky with that. Like there's when, but when was when was the moment Marco. that you broke my the parents? My parents told me not. To, there's the the way I I went to the University of Washington, and I they have a thing where they take in like ten like incoming high schoolers every year, and they uh-huh. put them they put them through. Wait, that sounds like oh incoming high incoming high schoolers. High schoolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like uh, incoming ninth graders, uh, and they put them through one year of prep school essentially and it's so hard and Why if do you, they do that and if you don't fail you're they un they unleash you in the university and it's their large. attempt to get some geniuses it's, i mean that's it started in the 70s as a as a psychological uh, under the psychology department it was an actual thing the old building when i when i started when i in in my in that year of prep school um i the building we were in the classroom where all the classes were uh, had like glass panes around. It was like a, a, te- a te- it used to be like uh, they were doing tests. Oh my god! Was like, it was like being in the a lab or whatever, and it's not anymore. That's what they say. But uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so if you most of it's just about like brute force, like how much work can you do, like. But- did you, were your parents, did they, if I had a kid who was going to skip high school and do My this My parents thing, told me not to apply. They said I wouldn't get in. They said, don't even bother. Did you apply because you were like, I don't want to spend any more time with my classmates? I applied because I have a problem where I can't not achieve something. How did you even hear about it? Were they at the eighth grade, like, scouting? A friend of mine was also applying. And he was, I think, the kind of person whose parents really believed he was a genius and wanted him to do all of these things. And... Uh, his mom told my mom about it, and my mom told me, and I was like, I want to apply. I'll, I'll apply. I'll take a swing. Did your friend not get in? He did not get in. Oh, that's tough. Um, he was I the know. one who wanted it. And I know. Like, and yeah, I, you sent I, in the application last night. I was like, whatever. I, be, I beat him out. Yeah. Um, are you still friends with him, or are you like, you're not? No, this is like a peripheral friend in middle school, so I don't know. Sure. We're not really, we don't. Yeah, do not ask for comps if you're listening to this. <laughs> like. But um, yeah, so that that happened. And well, well, what were you like in school? Did, was it hard to leave your your classmates? Were going not, to high school. Not really. And you were I mean, them all. Everyone thought I was gay, and I was. Uh-huh. And it was like whatever. Were they mean about it, like, or were they like no, people I mean, thought I was gay too? No, I still went to high school. I had yeah, no. I mean, I had friends. Like people liked me, whatever. But it was just like, uh Whatever. I'm really excited about this new thing, honestly, going to college. And Did you look at your peers, though, as less, not in, not less intelligent, like you're dumb, but like, right. oh, I can't connect with you because you're th- the things you talk about. No, I don't think it's that I couldn't connect with them. I mean, I always, in, in school at that age, I think I always felt like, oh, y- you know, like, I'm working harder than other people here and that's that was my cross to bear you're 20 now 22 22 yeah okay once you cross the 20 it's a little can i ask you a question yeah have you seen the movie interstellar yeah 
love pretty much is the I answer. Interstellar I, in April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of like which part of that movie are you referring to? He's like, I have a I spaceshiped it. I went like <laughs> I went really close to a black hole and then I went like throughout time and used my love for April and my desire to do comedy with her to um push her as a child to like not make any waves and to like yeah. not like get in trouble or anything so she could get into the program you know and i would push like a like like, a, like you spoke to her through like poker. the books yes i spoke she heard to her your voice and you're like, i got your that? i got your hidden messages unfortunately it also left me with a serious mental problem yes. I, I believe there's codes in yeah. everything now yeah. i can't watch a movie without seeing the signs listen maybe you know? i gave april schizophrenia but we did sell out the Bell House last night, and without my Interstellar, we couldn't have done it. When you started, I'm 29. You're 29. Yeah. Okay, so you're young too. Fuck, I'm 35. Sorry, my um, girlfriend's 33. Yeah, and you know she's fine. So I bet you're cool too. Yeah, I remember 33. <laughs> Tell her to enjoy it. My girlfriend's 50. That's sick. And. Uh, she says what we do is fine. Yeah. She so. says she's not a fan, but yeah. she's glad we're having fun. It's funny that if, if any of my friends started if any of my friends start dating a twenty two year old, uh-huh. I'd be like I'd be like, Bro. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? You'd be like, Bro, good bro, for good nice. for you. What are you doing? Bro, nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. What are you doing? What, what are you go. what are you doing that I can start doing, okay? Nice. Nice, man. <laughs> nice. When you, when you hang out with older people, do you ever feel like I need to prove that I'm not a child real quick? Sometimes. I don't know. Like dropping some Einstein fact? Or you guys, Did you guys yeah. see the shirt? Right. Well, I think the thing about April is that um, she never does anything to make people think she's a kid in the first place. It's not that she ha- she doesn't have to disprove that people she's are, kid, I, People you know? are often surprised, I think, to yeah. find out that I'm the age. I was that surprised. I am. Is it fun to drop it? Is it fun when people find out? Is there, be honest, is there a little fun when people go, you're 22? I like when other people say it about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to have to talk. You I don't want to do it as a little tip. Okay, you know so she likes it? I, it is kind of fun to tell people that, but, but I don't know if April. And maybe now the 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 fun of it has worn off. Yeah. But I remember when we finally met in person. We yes. known each other on Twitter for a while before. But when we finally met in person, you had a lot of fun telling me you were nineteen. Yes. Okay. Because I, I remember you. You were it's like getting less fun. Twenty two is yes, much less fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. One day you're like, guys, I'm twenty three, and they're 20, like, okay, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> thirty eight. Guys, I'm twenty nine. Guys, can you believe it? Yeah. There's. How did you tell her when you first met? Like, was it online or what? In person, you're like, did you? I know? actually let the cops. Did you buy me a beer. Yeah. I actually let the cops do it. Yes. Yeah. Like Chris Hansen came out. <laughs> Imagine Chris Hansen, but for like sketch comedy duos. Yes. Like, you said you were going to meet here to work on a sketch. Yes. And you're like, not together, just just advice. Yes. About, so. about what? Modern sexual mores? No, no, no. no. <laughs> we have the UCB4 waiting outside. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to take you to get help. Um, I, well, we, were, we went and we got, a, we got a drink. We got some tacos. They were walking to the some dumb gay club. Yeah, and and um, I know that you had a good time telling me because I remember. I you don't were even like, remember. 
Oh, I remember it perfectly. You were like, you were just a baby. I guess. Well, I know you had. It wasn't having... an important moment for me. <laughs> well, I know you had but fun. Cool that that was like a cool, like emotional <laughs> moment for you. It was whatever for no, me. No, I just I think I have a pretty good memory of interactions I have with people. One day on your deathbed, your life flashes, and it's just this moment. Yeah, right here. yeah. it's just this me recounting. Right. In, like, it's not even this. No, this moment. not even this yeah. moment. Yeah, this moment is cool for me. John Marco is here. I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'll, Wait, re- so I'll remember this. Being, you immediately, your favorite comedian, Grace <laughs> Freud, was not a huge moment for you. Who you brought you? You brought me gift cards. You brought me like five different you gift cards. You brought gift cards to your first meeting? Yeah. You were like, I'm such a big fan. <laughs> Here's 50 for Applebee's. 50 to Hooters. 40 for Hooters. Here's 30 for <laughs> Ruby Tuesday. They kind of counted down. I had to declare bankruptcy yeah. after that. But hey, Fro was like, I remember you being like, how old do you think I am? When we were walking to the to cubby hole or whatever. I think it came up somehow. No, it sounds like it, you forced I it remember, out of nowhere. I think I, I don't think remember. Up, I do think it came up. I don't like, remember, like, so I can't even defend myself. It was something. Some we were talking about some movie when it came out or something. Yeah. And so I do think it caught like the the age of when you saw something that like, came up. Or yeah. Something. But well, that's you a, took that's it as talking about like George Bush Senior. Yeah. Yeah. You like, took it as an opportunity. Oh, you know what it was? What? It was literally the 2004 election. I I made really? a reference about John Kerry. And I talked about how I was uh, on like kids' vote, and I was like a big John Kerry fan. I don't remember this at all. And you said something to the effect of, "I don't remember John Kerry at all." And I was like, "Really? How old are you?" And you were like, "How old do you think I am?" Oh, okay. And 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 right. then you were like, "But did she say like I don't remember John Kerry at all?" Well, I was like, "I you you must because you're like 25, right?" And. No, she was. She was. She said, "I'm 19." The idea know. of you stumping for John Kerry is a very funny. I knew everything about John Kerry. I was really politically active at 10. Give me a John Kerry fact that I don't know. Let's go. He is married to Teresa Hines Kerry, who is the heir to the Hines fortune. She's siblings with but, Cheryl Hines. Huh? Cheryl Hines? Is she siblings with Cheryl Hines? Isn't Cheryl, is Cheryl Hines, Hines the, also the heir to the Hines fortune? I, I think so. But people, I don't know. So many Hines is like, oh, his wife is where all the money comes from. But he was successful before. I mean, I don't really care about John Kerry anymore, but I just watched so much cable news at a very young age. I just love if you went door to door and those were the only facts you could tell people about this candidate you were stumped before. Mm. Let me tell you about he's married. <laughs> he served in Vietnam, I think. He Listen, it's been a long time. <laughs> Um. So all I know is maybe he lost the election nationally, but I think due to my speech in class, Grace he did still talks, only slightly. Grace, lose it. if you let her go too long, she'll start talking about the recount yeah. and how we need to, you know. Re- Wait, uh, April, there wasn't a recount for that one. It, he, she wishes there was. She's like, we need a recount. This isn't you right. Don't remember there was Ohio. voter fraud. They Ohio let, they let was people like in Ohio. Of 2004. Some people in Ohio voted three or four times, actually. You know, people crossed state lines to vote several times. Mm. It's He's a un- nice looking man, that John Kerry. You got to admit that. He's a good looking one. Joe Biden was really good looking when he was young. Mm, I think and then he got really ugly. Yeah. Now I think he's better looking. Like you think I, so? I think you're in the right. 90s, I'm like, you look awful. What, Joe. Yes, when he like started off in the Senate, even he looked not great. Yeah. But now he's. Now I would he's hit fucking it from the back. 
shots. Yeah. Just I'd do back shots for Biden. Really? No, I don't think I would. I think there's no way to do that that wouldn't be rape. <laughs> they they go like he simply he, he can be president. He can be president, but he cannot consent. This is an elder this is elder abuse. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got her. <laughs> we go live to Grace Freud. Grace, what's so funny about raping Joe Biden? <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Hugo? <laughs> it came out before she was born. When did Hugo come? Oh my god. Oh, no, like, the movie Hugo was about the magic of film. That joke was about the magic of jokes. The movie Hugo was at one time we were on stage and Grace brought up the movie Hugo, which <laughs> is it's Scorsese, right? It is. And and she told me that on stage. She was like, "Have you seen the movie Hugo?" which I I ha- I have. And I and I was like, yeah, I think so. And she was like, yeah, you know the Scorsese movie. And for some reason, finding out that Hugo, which in my memory is like a, you know, essentially like a B list, like kind of flop of like. A, yeah. So first of all, it was a really successful film. Was it really? For those of you who have never seen Girl God, it's mostly Grace <laughs> asking, you "Have know. you seen various <laughs> movies?" For some April reason, saying no. For some reason, finding out that it was a Scorsese film was <laughs> it really broke the you. funniest thing in the <laughs> world to me. It's not funny to me anymore, but it really got me. I couldn't believe it. It just seems insane. And was the audience on board for this joy that you were feeling? Or I think they, they were they laughing were. at me and how funny I found it. But that's fine. That's, that's good. Even sometimes, co- sometimes comedy can be that. That's okay. And when you start, so you did this year program. So I did this. I did the yeah. I did the year. Did I, everyone do? So at least you were with some people your age. Yes. And all people who got into the program. So at least you had yes. like. A mix of socializing with people your age. Yes, a little bit. They're all so weird. Uh, yeah, I was. I've met. Wait, some hold of them. up. It's mostly you're saying the ten kids who skipped <laughs> high school. <laughs> weird. Mostly they're really. You get a lot of weirdos. You in came there. there just being like, which Einstein shirts do you have? In right. <laughs> they all wear shirts where Einstein is like doing math and shit. Yeah. And it's like what. Doesn't anyone have a shirt where he's smoking a joint and it says E equals MC? What was I talking about? Uh, Doesn't anyone have that shirt? No one had it. So, so then you finish the program and they go, "Hey, do you want to just start college?" They, they, yeah. Well, a year a year later, they let you. They send you in. Are your parents going like? Are they? T- do they talk to you about it? Or are they just like? You know what? April knows. At this at this point, they're like on board. I also around that time came out as trans, and so I think it was kind of a big era for like, well, April's gonna do what she's gonna do. We can't. Sure. Whatever. She's trans. She's smart. She's doing her thing. You feel smarter than your parents. Whatever. My parents are so stupid. (laughs) I love them, but I'm sorry. I they're was that hard. Was that hard to feel like you? knew better than your parents at such a young age? I mean, to be fair, I think most people feel that way. No, no, no. The, really? I disagree. I think with comedians, perhaps. And I think that's okay. why. I think a lot of comedians and other art fields yeah. experience that earlier than other people do. I think people sometimes find that out in college or in Everyone their 20s always, or their 30s or when their parents I guess, die. yeah, people talk about like, oh, the heartbreaking moment of realizing my parents are just another guy. I knew that when I was five years old. I knew you're. This is yours. Just some stupid guy or whatever. When you were a baby, they're like, "This is your dad." You're like, "But it's also just a guy." Uh, all right. Yeah, you're just some guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Uh, no, I don't think that's okay. I don't think that's everyone. Okay. I mean, but like I even you, it's... like look at you. So you talk about your story. You 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 saw sides of your dad at a young age where you knew something strange here. Something's unusual. Something's wrong. Why is this thing? Why is there alcohol hiding in the the front of the car engine exploding? That's and that's shit. partially why mm-hmm. you have a perspective early on where you go, mm-hmm. everything's full of shit, mm-hmm. and no I, one's talking about it. I think that the the biggest similarity April and I's childhoods have is definitely that we both at a young age were like our parents are kind of fucking idiots. They're crazy. Yeah. They're they just got to figure it out ourselves. They're insane. Not serious people. So basically at that point, yeah, they were like, whatever she's going to do what she's going to do. And I was like, okay. I think it's so. just incredible that you had the, the wherewithal. Cause I felt that way, but I didn't yeah. have the wherewithal to, uh, I still went with the system. Right. I was like, well, you go to high school and then you go to college. Right. I admire some, some people who drop out of college. Cause I'm like the right. fact that like, I didn't think that was an option. Right. Like, like right. that's what Steve Jobs did. So true. Well, I'm kind of, you know, I had that experience. I feel, I did kind of go with the system in some sense. Like, you know, I felt, fell into this kind of thing. But then uh, school finished, and I didn't know what to do. And I went to grad school because school is all I'd ever been good at. And what did you major in in grad school? I was doing a PhD in women's studies. Um, huh. And I did that for uh, a little shy yeah. of two Pretty years. Much looking at boobs and stuff, yes, and ass, yeah. and the hardest part of that what women's yeah. studies is. Hard- I had well, no that's idea. how April yes. did it, and that's why it didn't work out. That's why end. I had to leave. Legs, yeah. tits, or ass—a PhD. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, when you did that, did you have any? fantasies at all of what you were going to do with your life with that degree did you think i wanted to be an academic i wanted to teach and, and write and i wanted to and were you like i'm gonna be a, i'm gonna come up with a new thought about gender no one's ever thought i of. mean no, that actually was the drive honestly i think my you know the reason i went into and another serious answer here the reason i went into women's studies is because i was young and <laughs> young and trans and i was like i'm gonna figure it out and then I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out what's wrong with me and why I'm like this. Was it, it was specific to you, not society. I mean, it. I turn. I took that and turned it on society. Sure. Like, but I think the drive was, you know, what's hap? Why do I? Why am I like this? And then, uh-huh. and then what happened is I got to grad school and I, you know, got a few years in and I, I think that drive kind of wore off because I grew up enough to realize that. Oh, I'm not gonna figure anything out. None of this matters. It, this isn't. I'm not figuring shit out. Was I'm it not a moment gonna... that you hit that that you were looking at another page of tits and you? It said... was. It, yeah, it was. A, well, it was a slow burn because I would look at so many tits. So it was a slow. It was a slow burn of realizing. I don't understand. You know what I think is with you, with, with both of you, is that like if I want to make a joke, the problem is you guys are such yes anders that you will that we will com- we will not return right to the serious <laughs> right. answer right. And so immediately I was like I was can like I Jamarco, you a now answer? that you said tits, we're never going to find out can what I, April's revelation I, was. I, re- I remember when she left her program. Can I give you a serious answer? Basically, <laughs> what happened is she calls me up. She's like. I don't think I'm going to find a bigger nipple. I'm like, what? She, she's like, I think I've been looking again and again and again, and the biggest nipples I can find cover about half the tit. And I'm like, there's got to be a bigger one. And April goes, no, I've looked through all of the library at Stony Brook. I've looked through all hundreds of thousands of, uh, of photos. I've, I've read about found, the Library of Alexander, the, mm-hmm. the tits that were burned. And I think I found sad. the biggest so possible sad. nipples. 
and, and she goes, and I love those big pepperoni nipples, but I got to stop searching for something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Which is what she was looking for, I think, was a tortilla nipple. You know, the mythical nipple that covers up the whole titty. But when April finally was able to admit that she was not going to find the tortilla nipple was when she was able to finally leave the program. I, I understand just just talking with you both of you that how you have new how you tour new hours mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like another new hour that's really fast yeah but I'm like I can see how you world build fast it just ha- it's just so there's so much stuff we just there's so much jokes we want to tell and got, bits we want to do there's so much jokes we want to tell yeah. uh, no it's it's so. What was the rev- when what was it gradual? It was just yeah. It was a slow. It was a slow burn. As Were you I depressed when you when you because part of it yeah. I think like I was. No, I was. I was like, what am I? Nihilism. What am I doing here? I'm not gonna figure this out. Like I don't. And I think a lot. What I was gonna say is I I don't understand how people who are age, you know, mid to late twenties, thirties, etc., are like oh. I'm going to get a PhD and I'm going to, maybe their motiv- their motivations must be purer than mine because my motivations wore off when I turned like 20, basically. This, I, I think what you're saying is the opposite, April. Yeah. I think your motivations were pure and interesting and exciting and helpful to the world and you lost them. That doesn't mean they weren't pure. I guess I think a lot of people trying to get their PhDs. No, I mean I. Later on I guess are just yeah. For something to do. I, well, or I guess I guess I got over. I feel like I got over my thing. My kind of you yes. know I I stopped waking up every morning and being like, what is wrong with me? Like I got you know that draw the like. I think it, it was like some level of like self-loathing and like yes. wanting to fit. What you was know? it? When and you it was, the the feeling of something's wrong with me like i mean you think you're gonna like fix something or you're gonna come to a revelation of like i don't know i don't really know what i was looking for and so, something's wrong with me is like reductive i think it wasn't just it's that, what you felt it's not reductive like, um i mean I, it's, it's just what but i i think it's like i guess what i'm saying is it it's embarrassing that some people continue to have that like urge so late into their life i feel like i you have to eventually realize you're not going to f- solve anything. That you're it is gonna, what it is. It is what it is. But you're. I'm. A, I'm mean, a woman. I'm trans. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Sure. Uh, is it? You know, not? you're really forty and still cra- scratching your head trying to figure out what it means that you're trans and if it's radical to go to parties and stuff like. Sure. Uh, I think. I don't know. I'll like. Say, I, I think I actually maybe because I I wasn't involved in this like as someone who's not well versed in trans theory sure it's someone like who very much adopts just like the i'm just living my life you know kind of what you were just saying yeah i do kind of appreciate people who are like able to work in a mode and 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 write in such a different way than i can about experience like how i would write about i wouldn't really write about my trans experience i would like write jokes about it or i would write stuff that was like inspired by it but not explicitly about it but what you're talking about the person who's like i'm gonna write a paper an essay or something about um what it means to be a trans woman at a party or something yeah oftentimes that's just garbage 
But right. when someone's really, really good about at it, sure, it can be like, whoa, you know, sure. wow. Yeah, no, like, I, it I agree. It, it's own I agree. Part. I agree that it, it can, it can be definitely. But I, but I don't think that. I guess I just this. There's just this slow kind of falling out of love with with doing that. Yeah. And then I, I, this wonderful life raft showed up, which was you know I can kind of do comedy it seems like i see a path to do this it's a you know different kind of writing that i am loving and i felt you know feel like my sense of humor developed over the years and i got to a place i saw the i saw the runway and um this things kind of fell into place and i was like i think i'm gonna do that and i i met grace and grace was like you should you know, I was t- tweeting a lot and doing, yeah. you know, elaborate jokes online and stuff. And Grace was like, you should try doing these on stage. You should try bringing the, you know, m- go bigger. And and I and I did. And it's a lot of fun. Do you think you would have found your way to comedy had Grace not interceded in your life? Probably not. Really? I don't know. Well, I mean, I was on Twitter, I guess, already. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like you're so Twitter. funny, April. You're so smart. You... But it could Grace, have pivoted into like you could have ended up being like a person who like took over the. There are a women lot of, showing their L's yeah, account, and yeah. you have a billion views, but you'd be miserable. But there, I I also think of, there are a lot of people on Twitter who are also funny, who don't you know don't ever turn to you know people where I'm like, oh, why are you doing this? You spend a lot of time on Twitter for like. You were never a theater kid, right? Were you, April? I mean, <laughs> were you? Yeah, br- yeah. I you w- were. As a, for America's Got Talent. As a, <laughs> as a young, you auditioned for America's Got Talent? As video. There's video? As a, as a, as a young... She was in a short film. As a young kid, as a, in like middle school... Oh, say the rest. Well, through elementary school and middle school, I would say I was... I did theater. I enjoyed... You started a production of Les Mis, right? I did a lot of theater. You started in a professional production of Les Mis. Yes. Who were you? Gavroche. <gasps> um, it was very fun. This is my good Russell. <laughs> sorry <laughs> Russell. i love russell i'm just goofy so i guess yeah i i also i did theater and i, I was sick to get paid as a kid to do a lo- some shows and stuff that was cool but then i stopped doing that too I, but what did I, you what did you submit for america's got time were you just reading your tweets no oh this was well, i was like was little. i was like she 10 was sure yeah. i was like 10 and yeah. they had a big open call in seattle and my what my dad was like you should i'm not talking about this please no come I'm on how is this okay. the thing this is the thing, this is the thing you're most embarrassed about <laughs> 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 what did you sing yeah, what Marcus, did you say i don't thing. know what the song was but i know she sung while playing piano <gasps> or playing keyboard maybe i don't know Oh my God! Please tell us the song. No. Please. How do you know this video? Have you seen this the video? The thing. I've only heard of the video. I haven't seen the video. Was it that song like "Some People Want"? And you were a little Wait, so like, April, can you please tell us what song I, it was? I think we've truly stumbled on the thing I am most embarrassed about in my entire <laughs> life. It's well, this is the downside with Gianmarco Scorsese. Oh my God! This would be a real exclusive. I didn't tell my my 
my girlfriend found out about this from my parents after two years of dating. They brought this up. Oh, I think I or maybe you might, did. might have told Camille about it. I don't know. She, yeah. I, and she's like, why didn't, why wouldn't you tell me that? And he's like, I, I don't think you understand. That is my greatest shame. <laughs> what, what was that would be funny like, relationship April. where it was like, you should say, you should have said this before we ever had sex. Yeah. Like, and no, she, it was a huge now? deal. We had to talk about it for a lot. And, and you you're know, still in a restorative justice process. I am. Yeah. Well, and as part of that, I think you have to tell us what the song is. April, I'm begging you. Please tell us what no, the song is. No, please. April, please tell us. I can't. I can't. Please. April, please. Come on, I, man. I can't. Gr- I, I'm... I'm- I'm making we'll bleep it. I'll myself. bleep it on the episode. No, you won't. I, I will. <laughs> I use my mouth. You have my promise right now. I, I, will, I will bleep it on the episode. No, you won't. Because Just let us no, know in this moment. because I'm going to say it, and then Grace is going to say it a lot of times, or she's going to tell I just people. I can't. Know. Grace, I if can't. she says it and we bleep it, do you I, promise we I won't? Promise. I can't give you this ammunition. No. I can't. I will not. It's not. We were talking about this at the beginning of the episode. you got to keep your cards close to your chest so people can't hurt you. I promise. And that means something to me. I was ten years old. Uh-huh. Okay. I was te- I was ten years old. And what was this, did you sing? You're gonna pinky rock. You're gonna yeah, pinky, pinky rock. So basically, what I'm saying is, I was ten years old. And you can't. I don't even think I really made this choice. It was just a song I knew how to play. Okay. Yeah. I just it was just a song I knew how to. play. It's not even that big of a deal. I'm making okay. it a bigger. I'm making a bigger deal what than it needs. We'll still believe it though. Yeah. This is my this is my biggest shame. You're gonna believe it? Uh huh. You're not gonna believe I'm it. I'm going yes. to believe it. You're gonna I'm going to believe Marco. it. You can trust Gianmarco. Okay, but don't say it a bunch of times after and I make won't. it impossible to believe. I won't. Believe. I won't say it a single time. If you break my trust, I will not say it. Okay, I was age. I was age ten. My father brought me to this big open call or whatever, and I had been playing the piano for some time and. There's a, I was ten years old. This is worse than being groomed. I was forced. <laughs> I was forced to forced to do this. Uh, the song I. The I'm song, sorry that happened to you. The song I played was. Uh, I've never told this to anyone. I've never said this to anyone. The song I played was. <laughs> That's just a nice song. It is a nice song, but a ten-year-old doing it is really. Funny. I was ten. I was ten. Whose idea was that? Why did I know how to play that on the piano? What was happening there? I don't know. Well, you should have chosen a more popular song. I should have. Maybe you would have been out of I probably should have. Yeah. So. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna get back into my spaceship and interstellar you. <laughs> you choose a more popular song. You did song. this. Grace did this to me. Yeah. Grace made me choose the song for this moment. Yeah, now I'm gonna have to interstellar myself yes. so that I interstellar yes. you differently. Yes. Um, well, if you want to find out what the song is, uh, if you're an unbleeped version, join the Patreon. Patreon.com. Can I say what I thought? What, what I, I thought it was gonna be? Yeah. Come sail away by sticks. That's so random. <laughs> I just thought it was. Why be, would it be that? I thought that was the funniest <laughs> option, away, and I thought it was going to be that. Away. Um, say hello. Also, one time I saw a blind kid do it at a talent show, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. He was trying to play a totally different yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> Come steer the way. Uh, okay, sincere, <laughs> sincere question: If you if you had to, some crazy person puts a, a hit out on you and they say you have to get to the next round of the first round of america's got talent yeah on singing alone 
and oh, truly. Wow. And you had to do it sincerely. Okay. And you know they're not going to, you know Simon's not going to be into some alt uh, whatever thing. Yeah. What's the song that you're going to sincerely sing that maybe Easy. you have enough heart? Easy. Yeah. Summer Wind by Zinc Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Summer Wind is closing in. From across a, the it's sea. A, it's a no for me, mate. Okay, wow. <laughs> now I'm going to die. That's, that's great, but it's a no from me, mate. I wasn't even saying I was a good singer. I'm just saying if I had to sing. Well, a- listen, would you ever be a part of a boy band? Well, actually, Simon, I'm, I'm more of a girl. We've got this great band, One Direction, and the direction is Little Boys. I, I'm there needs really to be an all-trans One Direction. We'd no love, one has done that yet. We'd love for you to be a part of One Direction. An inverted One Direction. We could, could you, just call it you, inverted One Direction. Would you consider joining One Direction? Um. Uh, it's a no for me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, love. It's a no for me. Um, let's go on to the next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. So this is a, a time we bring up something that needs to stop. Yes. And uh, is there something that you're you're tired of needs to go away i can go first if we want to warm please, it up please please warm it up um having bananas as a snack doesn't count if the bananas are all inedible you can't just have a bowl of bananas in a delta lounge if they're all yeah. completely good. no i'm totally with and you and there are not bananas i'm totally in a not delta provide lounge. food this does not count as food. I'm totally Put with it you. Put it away. It's it's embarrassing. If it's perfectly ready to eat, if you've got like... You want me to call Delta? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Will we're gonna, you? The podcast will be three more hours to yeah. get those motherfuckers yes, on the line. Good. Grace will. Grace will. Grace, yes. is my, Grace is my friend who will will call Delta to complain I, about something I, like this. W- w- it, if it was not fair, but I actually think you deserved those bananas. Why don't you put out a bowl of rocks and say, well, we had rocks for breakfast. It doesn't count. I you agree. didn't do anything. I agree. And same with apples. Sometimes the apples, I'm like, guys, <laughs> I I don't think my standards are that high. These are inedible apples. Right. They're disgusting. Most apples are. Just because you wrapped it in. They wrap it in that case because they're about to fall apart. That's right. like disgusting. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not good. Snack selection needs to get way better. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I think in general, people's understanding of what a snack is mm. is, is all wrong. It's basically like sweet crunchy dust or savory crunchy dust yeah what's in the girl god rider the girl god rider is a six pack of shitty beer it's literally a six pack of shitty beer and what if i told you that like half of the places we've been on tour this time just have not been able to even do that but that's okay i have i have my rider i have sushi brown rice if possible wow the one time are you serious one time the club did it i was like what's this and they're like, the sushi from your rider. And I was like, and you did it? Oh, my you God. Bought that's it? so funny. Oh, my God. I'm, I've been. Mike drop, Mike drop San Francisco. San Diego. Wow. San Diego. I've been thinking we got to get a little more creative. Like You I can ask so. for a little well, more than that. Well, but here's the thing. No one tells. When I got into this game and all of a sudden you've got venues and, and whoever being like, send us your hospitality rider. What do you need in the green room? What am I allowed to ask for? Give me some rules here. Like mm. I don't but, have but an understanding it's, it of what the limits are. Depends on how much are. money your show's gonna be making. Right. So you're making a lot of money. You can really fucking say, they, hey. But they should tell me. I need someone to. I guess it's it's nice to hear what other people put because I need to understand the rules about that. I'm like, can I ask for a, a snack or can I ask for? I had this genius. Beer is super simple. Can I add like? 
Yeah, what yeah. If we asked for just like a pepperoni pizza because we always never have food before. Yeah, we that's eat. a. So but we literally just. Well, I'm asked like, for I don't know. Can can there. we ask for that? Like, I think that's reasonable. Maybe not. They wouldn't always do it, but sometimes. But then sometimes you feel guilty because I had for a bit. I had a coffee and almond or oat milk was nice. And yeah. so then I'd show up and they'd have a gallon of almond oh, milk. Oh, no. Like, oh, yeah. This is all going to waste. Yeah. And yeah. I felt so guilty. It doesn't feel cool. No. It no, it doesn't feel, feel it cool. It doesn't feel good to None waste. This feels particularly cool. Oh, My okay. other genius idea was we always need note cards for like different bits we do. And what if we put note cards on the riders? So Good. Honestly, know. we fucking should. We always, for this show, we always need them. Bell House yesterday had note cards. Yeah, that's where I got the idea. Yeah. They had another genius idea. Babes, right? Like girls. we're always looking around. We're girls. Like, Where are the babes? Girls. We just have them on the rider. Just put them. Just, just, just bring them in there. Yeah, it's always really funny when in the green room if we have like a couple friends or whatever, and they're all girls. I'm like, if someone walks in, it kind of looks like we just have like a group of girls in the green room. Yeah. It's like, no, these are we're pals. Like it's whatever. It's a, it's a funny look. Um, do you ever this has got to stop? Um, yeah, I have... Or, you, no, you wait, go, you go, you go. Uh, I think we gotta stop the number 11. I'm tired of having to count to 11 about everything all the time to feel good about myself. That's good. I wish it could be a lower number, you know? like When was the last time you had to two. count to 11? I've been counting to 11 the whole <laughs> fucking time, man. Um, How many girls are in the green room? Not, not 11. Yeah. Fuck, oh, just yeah. nine. That's all I need. Yeah. 11's yeah. too many. We gotta get two more. Um... But uh, that's that's my that's my my fucking what's it called a no good no good Nick, a uh, not anymore. Uh, this has got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> a no good Nick. A no good Nick. That's back when they did the downside in the 1930s. It was called a no good Nick. Not, not, not anymore. You paid five cents and you watched it on a little thing. Yes, the Y I oughta. Wow. Oh man. Let's go further. Let's see how good our improv game is. What's what's the eighteen hundreds version? Um, oh fuck. Oh, that me. one's pretty offensive. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. that one was racist. We cannot. Yeah, that one is yeah, really. It was kind of developed pre-civil war. It's really no good. Yeah, then, then way back it was thou shalt not anymore. And b- even before that, it was just sin. Yeah, and like back in like year yeah. zero, it was. Yeah, and it's hard to translate that. It doesn't have a. You know, yeah, but it is got uh, at least three word. slurs, I think. But it's, but it's, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's your "this has got to stop"? My, my, this has got to stop is um, I w- we've been on the road a lot recently, mm-hmm. driving around, going in gas stations and stuff. My, this has got to stop is you have to have you have to have Diet Coke in a can in a gas station. You can't. Mm-hmm. But this is similar to to Jan Marcos. You c- you can't. A lot of places. Have Diet Coke only in a bottle, if they have it at all. And so you can't put it in a bottle. It's never cold uh, enough. Can I no, say, you can't put Diet I've Coke in a bottle. at all of these gas stations. Yeah. And I agree with you. Yes. I prefer Diet Coke in a can. Yeah. But you just said if they have it at all, they have it at all the gas stations in some form. Not, not everyone. You know, I had what? to, I had to go in, I had to go in three places to get you a Diet Coke the other night. Really? In uh, in Philly. Honestly? Yes. I went in several places. They were out. I went into CVS. They were all out. Thank you. I went into you. a separate store. They were all out. I mean, it was I didn't all, know that. It was on my way. Whatever. But that's still. Thanks. But I went into I went into several places looking for, and they. I appreciate d- and when it. I it's very nice. The fact that she didn't bring it up to me is. Yeah. If I got Tova 
uh, uh, anything. And yeah. I had to stop at three stores to get that thing. Mm. Oh, that's what we're leading with. Really? I'd be like, just okay. so you know, this was a, a big No, I actually feel favor. I feel like you can't say this without sounding like an asshole, but it brings me great joy to, to do something and not say that. Especially for like yeah. my girlfriend or whatever. I feel like such a good person when I'm like, yeah, I stopped at three different places on my drive home. Yes, I passed 12 homeless people on you. the way there yes. and didn't give them any. In fact, yes. I spit on two of them. I did. But For her. For her. Uh, but but to do something like that and not bring it up or whatever. It's like, or like, you know, you do a chore, you do a big thing around the house that she was dreading doing and you don't say anything. Do it feels you, so good. Do you oh. literally pat yourself on the back after? Not, liter- not literally, but it's. When she turns around and drinks, you go. What? Yeah, That's just all like, I need. Just like that. That's all I need. But all of this to say, yeah, I went into three places and they never, they did, two didn't have it. One didn't have it in a can. They only had a bottle. Wow. That's Which what I, you would, I guess it's I fine. Mean, you prefer, you've like, been buying the bottles anyways. I, I get the bottles. Diet Coke should always be in a can. Oh, also, Monster Energy Drink should always be the color of the can that it's in. I think that it would be really cool. <laughs> sure, I get that. That's a good point. Thank you, April. Uh, I'm touched. I'm touched. I just wanted I'm to. Touched. I just wanted to say it's so Fear fucked up eye. when you open like a purple monster and the drink is like green or something. What is happening here? Mm-hmm. It's so simple. Just put food coloring in it. Just make it purple. Mm-hmm. It should be the color of the can that I'm mm-hmm. buying. That's why I picked the can. Mm-hmm. It's because I wanted a drink that was that color. Mm-hmm. Ugh. How can you even tell though? Like, where are you seeing the color in in the drink? She when you drinks it like this, you she does like, it when and you like look it. When yeah, I, I do like. I can't. I can't tell what the color of the liquid is. I don't think. Oh. Like, you see it on the rim. You see it. Uh, you, you see know. it on the rim. Oh, it's okay. there. No, you see it in the. Really you look and yeah. I think you. I think you do see it. It's just weird to have. I always forget to check the rim in very diff- many different parts of my life, and that's really fucking new me element there. to your life to really explore yeah. the colors of all the liquids you're drinking. Let's go on to our final segment. You better count your blessings. You better count wow. your blessings. Wow. I want a, like, five-minute version of that. That's, oh, that's cool. Who made those? Douglas Goodhart. Oh, wow. Uh, a member of my sketch team, Uncle Function, and a great musician. Wow. In a, in a musical in Milwaukee, which I forget the name of, but go see it. We'll put wow. Um... This is a, we say one thing we're thankful for. Wonderful. Something nice. Wonderful. Uh, we've complained a lot. It's been a great episode. I'm yeah, so, so I love to, to complain. I, uh, uh, my, my blessing, I got bumped up to first class on the way back from San Francisco. Oh, that's Ooh. wonderful. Uh, I mean, and it was, a, it was the good first class. It was a dream. What line? But what airline? Delta. Okay. And it was like, but I, yeah. I fell asleep. For, I slept oh, for so hours. The ones where you can sleep oh, straight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. I've never been yeah. in first class in my life. And... I woke up because I heard like a thud, and I, yeah. I was like, oh, my phone somehow fell. Sure, sure. And it fell deep within this mechanical chair. Yeah. In a way that, you, so I, I, I suddenly this this blessing became. I was like, oh my god, am I not gonna have a phone? Right. I, it was a really tight day. Right. And uh, the attendant, she fuck, she took off her shoes so she could like get on the chair to dig. And in she took off her shirt to make off. it really sexy as she was <laughs> yeah. doing it yeah. too. <laughs> And found found this phone. Wow! And I mean, and it, you look in the mechanics of the chair, and it's like there was like a, an old knife in there. Oh wow! It was, just, it was so vile. You're like, so what was the plan here? This was just going to be disgusting forever. This Jesus. But found this phone. Yeah. And 
for for her to do like twenty minutes. That's so much. And I think oh, wow. if you're ever like in business class and the attendant doesn't come after forever, right. it's because they're helping a first class passenger. It'd be so funny yeah. if she she got your she got your phone up and you were watching a video titled like "Hot Flight Attendant yeah. Talks <laughs> First Class Passenger After He Drops His Phone" or uh, the exact flight attendant takes off her shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> flight attendant has to search. Wait, yeah. yeah, why did she have to take off her shoes? <laughs> oh, I don't know. He just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would help if you took off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, do you think it would help if you took off your shoes? Hey, hey, darling, I couldn't help but do you think you'd feel more comfortable if you took off your shoes, honey? Let those feetsies breathe. Let them, let them breathe. Let them air out. In the sky, there are no rules. Let the dogs, let the dogs fucking, let the dogs fucking bark and bite. They look a little cold. <laughs> Maybe my mouth would be between your feet and the clouds. I'm in yeah. heaven. Well, baby. I wasn't gonna go there. That's disgusting. <laughs> okay. What did you say? That's gross. <laughs> you want to suck on her feet? No, I don't suck on them. That's so gross. I want to appreciate them because they're I beautiful. They look a little cold. I don't want to put you them in my mouth. In my mouth. Oh my god. I can see beauty without wanting to put it Sorry, in my mouth. That was my just me doing an impression of Russell again. <laughs> that wasn't me. Wow. Um, do you have a blessing? Yes. I think that this made me want is is, is it like I mean, I just it's what I'm feeling after the Diet Coke thing. i you know, you're on tour. April and I have gone on tour so much this year, and when you go on tour together, you know, April's my best friend in the world, and but it's like, you know, I'm, you know, I think I'm, I'm not always the most easy, I mean, I'm counting all the time, and I'm, I like, I, I made April give me like a hundred high fives yesterday. I had to tell Grace you can't do this compulsion with me anymore. Yeah, the high fives or whatever, the, the OCD. Anymore. I can't do that. Um, but I like as like as like just constant like have a yeah night. pretty much just yes. me going like, but I would just like to say that I do I think you are very I'm very glad that I I don't think I'm the only reason that you got into comedy and that I think you are a genius and very funny and would have found success doing cool funny weird stuff no matter what. But I think it's a big. I'm very blessed that I get to tour with you, and wow. I think you, you. I really think well, you're thanks, a great Grace. friend. That's very sweet. What's your blessing? And um, it, uh, uh, if you say you can't say me. Yeah. No. Well, I wouldn't want to repeat. Yeah, you wouldn't want to repeat everything. That'd be that boring. Besides, you're like two or three for me in terms of friends. So yeah, it's, okay. So it's whatever. That's you know. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, my blessing, my the biggest blessing in my life. We've had a couple big blessings on the road. The first is the day we were flying to Toronto on Monday. Uh-huh. There was a hurricane in L.A. Sure. Yes. We got out. That's crazy. Our flight was we on really, time. Really? Yeah. It's all fucking odds. It was all. I managed good. to get a, f- a cab to the airport at five in the morning. Oh my god! Almost it got murdered. Insane. It was an insane. Everything was crazy. Oh, my God. We got out. No problems with the flight. Everything was fine. I felt so blessed for that. I was like, my shit's about to get fucked. I'm not going to make it to the show. I'm not going to. Whatever. That was fine. Second second blessing, another travel-related logistical logistical one. Two days ago in Boston, we wake up in the morning. Apparently, a neighbor uh, called the cops to try and get our car towed. Yes. They're about to tow our car. We come out right at that exact moment. We're like, please. Please, no, please. Uh, Op wanted to tow it. Yeah. The tow truck drivers, though, I they agreed not to. Yeah, they like, were like, Op thankfully was like, it wasn't on the car it. yet, but the cops still gave us a ticket for pretty much nothing. 
insane. And we got the hell out of there. But I was, oh my God, if our rental car got towed and we had a show, that that'd be, that would have been that would have been awful. So those are my day was crazy. Those are my two wonderful close saves of the last year. And I think I'm I'm in such a, a logistics mindset right now, and that's the biggest blessing is things not going wrong. Yeah, Those. and the third kind of tour blessing was we left the merch at a Philly venue and we grabbed it. Oh yeah, the next morning it was yes. still there. That's nice. Yeah. It was nice. It was good. Everything's gone. There's been no bit major mistakes. Yeah, sure. that and, haven't been rectified. And the show last night was so good and wow. You know, this tour has probably been for me at least the most stressful one. But it, honestly, yeah, when you think about it, like through the good things that have happened and for me one last blessing i'd like to thank god that i'm not gay i'm going to heaven baby hey now you're doing russell yep um okay so this is coming out uh on september 5th wow wait before we go to plugs yes you know any street jokes do i know any she can't say them street jokes don't let her Okay, so normally we do a segment here for the if you're a patron again patreon.com slash downside Grace is going to tell a street joke while we have all our patrons' names scroll across the bottom of the feed. Wow. So tell us tell us a street joke. Um, uh, okay, so a rabbi, a priest, and an imam go into a bar. And I'm there, and my mom has talked to all of them, and they're all really worried about me. And they think I need to stop drinking, and they're going to get me help. I've already heard that one. Oh, okay. Um, How about this one? Knock, knock. Who's there? You, faggot. Hey! <laughs> um, let's do plugs. <laughs> let's do plugs. The gray side. The gray side. Freud Marco. <laughs> Just, I guess I, fu- I fucked that one off. Uh, anything y'all want to plug? coming out not this tuesday but next tuesday yes so i our our next uh big show so far on the books we've got a big show in chicago in november november 5 november 5th we'll see you there in chicago two months from today at lincoln hall the big one um get tickets at girlgod.co girlgod.co and um check out our podcast the girl god experience yeah the girl god experience is our podcast and pretty much um it's like, what if Grace and I were the ones fully in control of this situation? So it's supposed to be this episode where I nightmare. really I felt like I was yeah. running the ship. <laughs> yes. Uh, I felt like that blind ship boy. Um, okay, so, uh, I'm going to be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, September 7th through the 10th. And uh, then Bloomington House of Comedy, September 14th through the 17th. And, and remember, Los Angeles... Added sold out the first Hollywood Improv show September 25th. We added another one September 26th. Get your tickets now; it will sell out. And uh, what a delight to have you both here! Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you both for having me. Wow! On your show. Thank you for respecting my status the, as co-host. The gray side with Freud Marco, Marco Grace Sazzy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Goodbye. One, two, three. Listening to the downside. The downside with John Marco Cerezi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah, you know we're fine. Um, 
it is a, a true shit show here. Um, because of when the rain hit, it hit right as everyone was here. So no one had really left yet. And uh -huh. all of the people who came late had already arrived. So we're at peak capacity for the event. And short of like, you know, Chris Rock and Diplo who somehow got out at the right moment, like everyone's kind of trapped here. Now, how did they get out? Did they have a helicopter or they just, they, they got the early no, rich people weather forecast? Uh, definitely the latter. They kind of hiked six miles through the mud to one of the service roads and then had someone pick them up on a service road. But like when it is this rainy and muddy, uh, walking two or three blocks could take 20 minutes. You know, it's, it's quicksand. So you walk, uh, and you're, shoes are sinking into the mud and you know it, it you can't really get anywhere uh so i i think they kind of got out at the at the perfect time but the rest of us are kind of just waiting for the rain to subside and for you know us to get 12 14 16 hours of sun that can uh help the the rain bake and uh hopefully return the the playa where burning man takes place to something resembling um, a, you know, a, a road that we can actually drive on. So let, let me just, for, for people who, who don't know, I'm talking with my friend Danny Watt, who I just saw in San Francisco, and he was, we were talking about, uh, you were talking about uh, organizing a big Burning Man trip in 2025. I told my, my Jewish girlfriend, and I said, Danny told me there's a Shabbat tent. It's not just sex yeah. tents, there's Shabbat tents, comedy shows. Yeah. And she told me, she said, she said, uh, no, there's no way. She said, you wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it. And I said, no, let's go. And you should have seen the glee on her face to see uh, uh, how disastrous it's gone this year, <laughs> proving me right. So you you were there since last uh, – you've been there for a while. Last Sunday. Yeah. Last Sunday. And it was going well at the beginning at least? Oh, it's 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 been – perfect in every way up until up until Friday morning. I, I was out Thursday night partying with uh, friends and uh, stayed up for sunrise and got to be next to one of my favorite DJs while he was playing for, I, I was probably dancing for 12 hours. And, you know, towards uh, Friday morning, as the sun started to come up, it, there was a light drizzle. And all of us were kind of remarking that uh, it felt nice, but we were really hoping that uh, the drizzle was going to stay a drizzle. And as I made my way back to my camp, uh, the drizzle picked up and it turned into a complete and torrential downpour. And I, you know, sought shelter in my friend's RV and it just kept going. Uh, oh. You know, the, the, the Shabbat service that I'd mentioned to you, it is true that Burning Man uh, spans the gamut. We have uh, both, we have, we have several orgy domes, but we also have, you know, an absolutely lovely Shabbat dinner and service that takes place Friday night. It's one of my favorite events at Burning Man. Uh, you have more than a thousand people who come and sit together and, you know, kind of remark on the week. And uh, uh, we didn't get there. We didn't get to that part of, of Friday because by midday on Friday, um, everything was frozen in place. No one could move anywhere. Um, all of the, uh, quote-unquote roads had been turned into this mud and the thing about the playa which is where where this takes place where it's like two hours outside of reno in this really isolated part of the black rock desert 
that organizers specifically chose 30 years ago because it is one of the most remote and inhospitable places in the country. So it's not an accident that we're here. It's actually by design, but they've never had anything happen like this before. And um, the mud is almost like a clay when it gets wet, so it just cakes to everything. So you're walking mm. with your boots, and your boots all of a sudden are weighing like six or seven pounds. And is this true you said that your, your friends got trapped in the, the, the gay sex tent? Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, so there, there were some people who sought shelter in uh, the gay sex tent. There are some people who sought shelter in uh, the orgy dome. Uh, there are other people who sought shelter just at the nearest RV that they could find uh, because there were people on bikes. Uh, bikes are how people get around at Burning Man because even if you come in through a car, um, bikes are how you kind of go around to the different camps and chase the art cars that, that house the DJs, you know, out into the deep playa. Um, but these are like, you know, janky bikes that people typically just get for the week. And sure. uh, the mud gets into the gears and, you know, all of a sudden the bikes are completely useless, which means you can't get home. You can't really get anywhere. Uh, so you have a lot of people who are really just seeking shelter uh, wherever they could. So for some people that was the XF10, for some people it was the Orgy Dome, for some people it was, you know, RVs of people who um, had opened up their doors. And, you know, for, for anyone uh, – any of your, your listeners who might not be familiar with Burning Man, um, there are principles that really guide how, how this pop-up city of 70,000, 80,000 people uh, conducts itself. One of them is radical self-reliance. So the idea generally is that if you're coming to Burning Man, you should, in theory, be prepared for something as cataclysmic as this, although I don't think anyone had really prepared for rain. <laughs> We've been prepared for dust storms, not really rain. Um, uh, but the other thing is, you know, civic responsibility, and uh, I, I think that this is a community that has really risen up to the challenge of um, taking care of each other. There are a lot of people who are just in tents that have been completely flooded, uh, and a lot of those people are finding shelter, you know, with people who are in more stable uh, living situations, but we're all kind of in this together because no one can really leave. Do you feel like Chris Rock and Diplo followed through on their Burning Man principles? <laughs> by getting out of there as quick as they possibly could. I don't uh, think there are many people yeah, I don't think there are many people here who who are gonna look at Diplo and Chris Rock and uh uh think highly of of, of look, I, I, I get that they escaped, but they probably left all their shit behind. Uh, and they're probably leaving other people to deal with that. So I think they kinda just wanted to escape. Uh and I, I get that. But uh the rest of us are like breaking down our camp and we're helping other people uh, about an hour ago, uh, because our uh, porta potties have been unserviceable for the past 48 hours. Just they, they're and, at the brim. They're just like poop. Yeah. Right. Oh, the brim. oh my God. Oh God. Yeah, it's like feet of mud, and then they're overflowing. And this is the only way that the vast majority of people here have to use the facilities. So, you know, it, it goes from funny to being legitimately dangerous pretty quickly. Um, and finally, there's like a caravan of um, uh, people who who are servicing the um, the porta potties who kind of finally came through. And when I when I'm telling you, Gene Marco, that um, they were applauded like first responders um, during COVID lockdown in New York City. There were hundreds of people applauding and yelling at them and like 
and they were coming to service the the bathrooms. <laughs> well, what did they do? They 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 emptied them out, or they they yeah. how did they help? Yeah, yeah, they're emptying them out to just you know extend the the durability of how long they can they can operate. But look, man, I mean, we have food for you know another couple of days. Um, many of the people in my camp are you know their food and water is dwindling. We only brought enough stuff for the week. We didn't bring, you know, weeks and weeks of additional stuff because we assumed that we'd be leaving today. Um, are you rationing? So I, are you, are you, like, are you? We are rationing. Uh, well, because yesterday I checked in with you and I think you said you had just taken, the, I would, the last thing I take is a hallucinogen in this circumstance. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Look, if, you, if, if you're stuck indoors, um, I, I think you keep you keep open minded as to how to pass the time, um, but look, I mean, it's technically today's the last day of Burning Man. Um, uh, we we got a notification that supposedly they were going to be burning the man, the the kind of big event that was supposed to take place yesterday, but now it's pouring rain again, so I don't know how the hell that's going to happen. Are you nervous at all? Um, I wouldn't say I'm. I'm nervous for the broader community. I think that I'm in a pretty good setup right now, but I think that if you're not in an RV and you don't have access to heat or dry clothes um, or enough water and food, um, we probably have another 24 hours where this all of a sudden starts to get a little bit more dire. Um, you know, you do have a what lot are of the What are the yeah. Burning Man principles when it comes to cannibalism? Are there anything <laughs> – has it been written yet? And maybe you're inventing new, new, uh, new testament of the Burning Man principles. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that, that I've kind of been keeping an eye toward people in my camp who, who I think might, might be the yummiest if it comes to it. But, uh, you know, it's, we're in this interesting place where I think the, the novelty of being trapped in the mud has kind of worn off a little bit. Sure. 24, 48 hours was kind of cute. Uh, and now we're kind of just waiting to see how the hell we get out of here. Uh, and trying to make the best of it in the meantime, you know, cranking up music, dancing in our in the RV. Um, I am not one who really feels like dancing in the mud, but I, I respect and appreciate the people who uh, who lean into that way of expressing themselves. Um, but most look, importantly, I mean, I, are are the sex tents still in operation, or does everyone smell like shit and no one wants to fuck anymore? Of course, the sex tents are still in operation. <laughs> oh God, that's a that's the smelliest sex tent in Burning Man history. You know, uh, it's uh, it's definitely people are definitely making the best of it, and you know the 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 theme of radical self reliance. I think people are really leaning into, um, and you know, my hope is that Burning Man is able to continue taking place in the future. I think that this has been um, a logistical nightmare. Um, and while everyone, I think, has been making the best of it, um, you still do have a lot of people who are who are in pretty uh, uh, pretty subpar conditions uh, to be living in. Uh, so, fingers crossed for the next couple of days. Um, I think we'll probably be here at least for another day or two. Um, and uh, I have enjoyed uh, looking at the uh, fun that has been poked at people here. I, I, I think it's a, an easy target, and I've even been laughing at a lot of it. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, then it, it it certainly has made for a unique burn. <laughs> Do you regret going yet? No, no, no. 
Absolutely not. All right. Look, the, 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 night, the night before all of this happened, I was dancing for 12 hours with some of my favorite DJs, some of my favorite friends. The fact that I'm trapped here, you know, a day or two longer than I want. Um, it is what it is. You know, I, I think this makes for even more uh, special memories. And um, uh, hopefully we're able to get out here uh, before things get particularly desperate. And uh, the people on the second tent start, you know, resorting to cannibalism. But uh, time will tell. Now, if you don't make it out, do you want me to play uh, this call at your funeral? Yeah. So I'll text you a will to pass on to my parents. Um, great, great. Uh, I think that um, I will definitely um, uh, pass on my remaining drugs to some of my friends back in San Francisco. Um, and then uh, my dog, Billy, can go to my sister, Rachel. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work through the rest of the will um, as we continue sinking into the mud, uh, waiting to be rescued. <laughs> well, well, I, I appreciate you letting us know. I hope you get out okay. Have, I, have, I, have, I, have I sold you on coming to Burning Man in 2025? I mean, here's what I'll do. If I come, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to check the fucking weather forecast for a week. Maybe I'll go for one day, or maybe I'll wait to go when I'm as big as Chris Rock. So the moment I need to get out of there, I'm gone. It's called, yeah. it's called the most radical self-reliance. I rely on myself. To, to stay above all the people saying, uh, well, uh, I, I, be safe, ration, don't do too many more drugs, I guess, or just do it. You might as well enjoy the final moment. I mean, it's, and, it's, it's uh, part of the ration. <laughs> we have, we have yeah, some water, yeah. some food, and some other things. That's going to be the breaking news. Burning Man has run out of shrooms. It is official. People are realizing the huge mistake that they've made. They're, they're, the trees have stopped moving, and the mud has stopped being fun to play in. I, 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 I wish you the best, and, and thank you for this. This is our first breaking news downside phone call. So, so, so get out there safe. And then, you know, fucking do an episode. You can tell us more about Burning Man, and we'll see if, we'll see if I go. I'll still try to talk my girlfriend into it. Looking forward, sir. Be well. Lots of love. Thanks, Danny. Bye. Bye.